When you are down and out, how do you get up and go forward? Have you been prospecting for month on end, only to end up with one? Your past mistakes, habits, and limited belief prison your development? Or are you just kind of depressed about your current employment? There are many reasons to get down and start to get depressed about your situations. When you're down, do you know how to get back up in that right direction? Join us on Yes You Can podcast show. The new you start today, not tomorrow. Okay. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Yes You Can podcast show. And Trevor Jeremiah Carter is here again to do another episode with one of my very special guests today, which is a very unique topic. And I'm sure most of you out there are looking for answers that you can too if somebody else can do it. And we're all looking for answers and David will have some answers for us today. So uh, let's get sure welcome David into the show. Welcome, David. Thank you, buddy. Good to be here. Nice to, nice to catch up. Looking forward to today. All right, absolutely. And uh, looking back on your background and your work, I find it very appealing and very interesting, especially to our listeners. And uh, let's go straight into it. So, uh, so David, introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yeah, sure. yourself as well. Okay, good. Well, it's nice to be on here. Thanks. Nice to, to virtually meet anyway. Um, so I'm David Angel, and known by many people as the sales angel. Um, I'm a sales and business coach. So I help people become more effective in business. Now, there's lots of different coaches, and we're all used to hearing about them now. Um, a lot of coaches, some are great, but a lot of it is very much high energy motivation. What we meet a lot of the time is sales tips we need what to say when to say it the formulas that come behind that to help us get it i I literally was talking to someone this morning and with five different tweaked areas tweaked actually resulted in seeing an 80 percent increase in his productivity which has resulted in a lot more business and a lot of the time it's the little things that we do that make a big difference and that's what i do so i've got an online platform i do one-on-one coaching where um, I access people's skills or give them my skills or um, have a blend of the two so that they come out and, and hit six figures a year, hit the higher numbers that they want to hit. All right. So that makes it sound like that you had a background of sales and uh, selling, marketing, real estate, <laughs> or something across the land. Uh, so tell us a little bit back in your background and your, your work and how you got to be involved in sales funnily enough because i wasn't a great student um going up into school i I wasn't a good student i I didn't really enjoy learning stuff looking back now i think a lot of people can relate to it but it's not the fact that you weren't a good student you just weren't engaged in the activity um i remember writing letters i think we all did that when we were at school and you had to write a letter to the queen or something um and it just, it just never resonated in my head. So I come out of school um, and I ended up becoming a chef. Got to a high standard in there. Mm-hmm. And it was the first thing that ever made me go all in, go 100%. Um, but after doing, I run my first restaurant when I was 18. I really, really went high end on the standards. But I got to the stage where I just didn't like it anymore. I worked for the top restaurants, worked for the big chefs out there, um, run my own restaurants. 
And then suddenly I want it out of the industry. If you don't have qualifications, if you don't have things that you can lean on, it's difficult to know what to do. So I, I am falling into sales. And I wasn't the best. I was doing door-to-door -door selling. I'm hitting twos. People are getting fives. And I could never really work out why, because I was thinking I work hard. I do the things you're meant to do, um, or as I thought, why aren't I getting the results? So I shadowed another guy, and you saw that the difference of what I was doing, what he was doing, was only small. But the result difference was massive. And it was the consistency. It was the small differences that he made. Um, and that really made me become a good student. And so from there, I progressed more and more and more um, and become a student of the game and realizing the fact that in any business, if you don't have sales, you don't really have a business. Mm -hmm. You can have passion and all the other stuff, but it still results in generating business. Now, if your brand is so powerful, you don't have to directly sell, great. But if you do sell, you're going to get more business. Mm -hmm. And if you've got the processes in place that will do it, so suddenly you realize, well, if I learn how to do this better, I get more. If I can do this better, we get better. If I can stop this happening through skill sets, but actually we can retain more clients, we retain more business. So these inches, as I talked to someone today about, are around us all the time. Um, and it's exposing those things because we do what we do because that's what we know. No one purposely, no one purposely does anything wrong. No one purposely cooks dinner in the wrong way. But a lot of people burn their dinner. In business, a lot of people do things in a way because they think that's the right way because they never learn differently. And what I do is that is show them, well, this is what you can do. Have you tried this? This is can work. This worked for me. And with over, I mean, over the years, millions of pounds worth of sale products gives you that experience on what works, what doesn't. And then you show other people and help them get to that stage, which, which is just good. And I love it. It's such an enjoyable thing to do. All right. Now, it takes me a little bit deeper because you said something significant. Um, it sounds like you along the way, you managed to crack the code of understanding how to make sales. Was there anything special around that time for you, reading books or following other salesmen or motivational speakers uh, be, around uh, that you know time? Or you learn yourself? The consistency of taking action every day made a difference <laughs> someone said to me before for you probably heard this before if you win the lottery um if you win the lottery so 60 percent of lottery winners lose it all within eight years because they don't get the mindset of a millionaire they spend in the same pattern they're used to spending all eight 90 percent of their money every month so they get the millions and they do the same mm -hmm. with sales it's very similar if you want to become the best, it's not you the way you are now and a couple of hacks. It changes the person you are, the way you act, the way you deliver, the way you pitch, the way you present, the objection handle, all these things. In the same way, you are not the same person you were 15 years ago. You're not the same person you were as a child. And I think with a lot of people out there, they think it's just going to be me plus money. It's not. It's the involvement of us. So all the little things in there. So I uh, listen to podcasts every day, pretty much, at least five days a week. Or I'd be reading some type of sort of personal development book. And sometimes you'd read a whole book and only learn one thing. But if you learn one thing a day, or you improve 1% a day, in a year you have a dramatically different trajectory in your life. 
Sometimes it comes down to something I read, which gives me belief. Um, sometimes it would boost your motivation. Other times it's applicable skills, things you've done wrong, things you've beat yourself up on for, for years, like you were saying earlier with yourself. Right. A lot of that is it's ingrained stuff. And most of the things I think that, that we know now, they're not our thoughts necessarily. It was stuff which we, we learned from our parents, like you said before with what you do, mm -hmm. or things that you had in your neighbourhood. If if you're in a, and I don't really get into the whole race and religion, but if you grew up in a democratic household, the likelihood is most of your beliefs will be fairly similar. Mm -hmm. If you grew up with someone who doesn't like bananas, yeah. like there's a chance that you probably won't be that into bananas. <laughs> it's, it's all this thing. So our exposure to what the things we have gets us to where we are. To get to the next level, a lot of the time, we have to change the actions we do and change the knowledge we've got. And realising that enabled me to get to that position and just keep little steps. Because there was no one big magic trick. It's a lot of little steps mm -hmm. that turn into a staircase. Right, right. Now, obviously, we're in a market right now where people are in a sales position, probably pondering right now, I'm not a very good salesman. I can't sell. I can't make money. What would you say for our listeners is first thing they have to identify to become a successful salesman and what are the terms they need to understand in terms to be successful in sales based on your background and experience? It starts with you. Um, the famous saying, I can remember who said it, but if you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Your brain is extremely clever. If you go in... Imagine you get into a taxi now and a taxi driver's going, I don't want to crash, 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 right? Your journey in that car is not going to be going great. Now, his skills haven't changed. His ability hasn't changed. But you would be more nervous, and so is he, because of the way he's talking to himself. Mm -hmm. Now, if you were driving along and he's driving along saying, I'm having a great day, I'm having a great day, the likelihood is that the mood in that car is going to be brighter. And with sales, it's the same. If you go into the sale with no belief that you're going to do it, no self-esteem, nothing at all, the likelihood is your brain is going to try and attract what it thinks you mm -hmm. want. So if you're thinking, oh, I'm a failure, I'm a failure, I'm a failure, your brain doesn't know if you're right or wrong. It's just like, well, this is what he wants. Mm. This is what they're looking for. But let me find it. It's funny when you sit, you know, when you get people, I mean, they always seem to have the same issues where... I can never find a parking space. Do the parking spaces change? No, I don't believe they do. But for some reason, we spot them. My dad used to be like it with traffic. Everywhere we go, oh, I always get the traffic. And a lot of the time, it wasn't bad traffic. It was just a, his belief system. And in sales, it's the same. Right. If we're going to spend our time in sales, it starts with our mindset. Once we've got the belief, but then we have to realize there is a process. You are never going to sell everyone and that's the problem imagine if you're in sales and you speak to 10 people and five people buy that's a pretty good job right? mm -hmm. some people out there would focus on i had five people that didn't buy now yes if you are trying to improve your stats you would try and work out well what to do different you have to realize i need to talk to x amount of people that will turn into x amount of prospects which will turn into x amount of clients which will turn that's part of the process. In mm -hmm. the same way, if you play football and you're up front, you 
can't expect to score all the goals, but you need to start each game planning to score. You've got to practice scoring. You have to practice your shots. Mm-hmm. And just because you miss 100 doesn't mean you give up because you'll definitely miss the shots you don't take. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> for sales, it's about understanding, getting rid of a lot of the bad mindset. Realizing that where you are today does not matter. It's where we move forward from. And if we're going to carry the big rucksack on our back with guilt and misery and failure, you are never going to be as effective as if you let go of all that baggage, which I'm sure you 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 talk to your guys about anyway. But it's about what do we do now? If I'm walking around with a big bag of guilt in my hand, right. it's very difficult to pick up something new because my hands are full. So we have to let go of that. We've got to let go of the bad. And then we're able to pick up the good. Then you need the new skills. Then you need the new tips, the hacks, the tricks, um, the practices that are going to enable you to lay strong foundations and become effective. Once you've got your mindset right, you've got your belief system in place, and you've got some skills. Now it's about taking consistent action. You have to have a plan. If we look at, and I'll show you this on here. I am... A right. whiteboard address, right. right? Now, I want whiteboards up everywhere all the time. time is not something necessarily ideal. But working long hours, this makes me effective because I know what I've got to do and when. Our productivity is vital to our success. If you know how, if you know in sales, for every 10 people I speak to, I get two deals. Mm-hmm. If your target is to get four deals, you know exactly what you've got to do. So then you need to make sure you do those steps on a daily basis. You need to understand when you're prospecting. You need to understand how to handle objections, how to follow up with people, how to close a deal, how to have it in a smooth and effective way. In the same way with, if you look at dating, right. if you're going to go up and be effective at trying to get someone out on a date you want to make sure you ask them out in the right way randomly saying stupid words looking at the floor not being confident are all things that are going to affect it does that mean that someone with no confidence can't get a date no but it means if you want to the more effective you can be the better your results are going to be i think right now, what you've covered there is uh, obviously our listeners are probably looking at themselves thinking, well, um, the way I think is not making me productive. I'm very negative. So I panic when I go to my clients and customers. And then you talk about it starts with you, and which is highly correctly because it starts with you before you become a salesman. Um, but one of the things I found, uh, David, scenarios, whenever me and my wife go and buy a car, I hate going to car dealers because they're very pushy, yep. they want your money, and you're, you're there to look at the car, and you're like, you're approaching this kindly differently, and it put me off, right? But yeah, you're ex- exactly, you know, and I think it goes to real estate, people buying properties, um, the way they present themselves, you want the house, how do they present themselves to make the people feel comfortable to buy? So from your experience, David, has sales moved on or is it still the same traditional way, the way people are taught how to sell, based on your experience? The, the changes are dramatic. There are night and day. When we talk about the pushy, direct, full-on car salesman analogy, a lot of people can relate to that. 
But in there's other instances you've brought stuff in your life where it's been a smooth transition. This is the problem. If you have a bad sales experience, we hold on to that. Mm-hmm. Think about how many things you have brought in your life. Not just cars, but things. Whether it's a mobile phone, a house, clothes, all this stuff. Now, it's very rare that we go from normal to, wow, that was a great experience. But we go very quick from normal to that was a terrible experience. Mm-hmm. And we hold on to the terrible one. Now, unfortunately, not everyone out there is trained in a way where they are effective. Um, a lot of people out there have learned from mentors or just learned by making mistakes. And if you don't know how to effectively sell, you can't deliver effective sales. Mm-hmm. And this is what happens. And this is what happens for a lot of people I speak to. Like I was saying earlier, we do what we do because we think we're doing the right thing. So if you've got someone now who is having a terrible bump in sales. They're getting pressured by their boss because they're 10, they're 10 cars off what they should have sold. Mm-hmm. So then they go out and then that stress is then put onto the buyer. They try and make the person buy. Because they're trying to buy, they're trying to sell to you for, for their reasons. Where actually, if you want to be an effective salesperson, you need to turn the spotlight from being on yourself onto the other person. Mm-hmm. What happens is, if you feel under pressure by someone, that's because they're not being effective. If you if, imagine you're going to go, you're going to try and take someone out on a date. You've got two ways. You can talk in a nice way and be clear and smooth and normal, or you can come up with a terrible chat-up line. What we're talking about here is we remember the terrible chat-up lines. Those are the bad sales practices. But with a very small tweak, those can not easily change. But now... The thing we have is buyers are smarter than ever before. They're more switched on, they're more knowledgeable. Everyone's got a phone with all the competition that's out there. It's about building relationships now. It's mm-hmm. about the, the product is not the big thing. The product it, it is a solution to a problem normally. Because if you go to buy a car, and I'm trying to... And the big problem with the car salesman is a lot of times, if you work, if it's a small garage, right, and they've only got 20 cars, they might not even be the right car there for you, but they're desperate to sell their cars. Mm-hmm. That's right. on them, right? But actually, if they're effective in what they find out, if you walk onto their car lot and they ask you a series of good questions, they can establish whether you are actually a viable prospect for them. Because if they ask the right questions, say if I've got 20 cars in a lot, and you turn around you're like, and I say, hi, I just want to ask you a quick couple of questions to see if there's anything in my, I can point you in the right direction. And you, I ask the right questions. Okay, give me an idea. Dream cars right here, right now. It's in your budget. What are we looking at? And they go, okay, I'm looking for a family hatchback. I want to get the kids to school. That's about it. Okay. If I haven't got anything there at that point, I'm better off just turning around and saying, listen, I don't. Here's my card. Let me know if there's anything you need because all you're going to do is get put off. But if I've got something there which could be a good fit and I ask a series of good other questions that will work out well, what's more important to you? Is it the safety rating of the car or is it the way it looks? Do you want something that drives well or do you just want an old banger? We start going down a path. Now, you're not feeling pressured at this point. What we're doing is we're identifying, are you a viable prospect for me? Because you're in the market for a car. 
it doesn't mean I'm a guy that's going to sell it to you. Mm-hmm. For a lot of people, what they're trying to do is go, here's our 20 cars. Which one of them do you want to buy now? You're like, oh, hang on a minute. I don't know if these 20 cars suit me. Mm-hmm. And it's the difference between being effective. So that's one of the things which, with prospecting and asking questions, with the platform itself, it's one of the main areas. When I send people on the platform, I'm like, go and watch these videos. Because what we need to do is we program our brain Mm -hmm. from a sales perspective on how do we identify if this person is a viable person for me. Everyone's too quick to try and sell everyone. Don't need Mm -hmm. to sell everyone. There's a lot of people on this planet. We don't want them all to be our customers. It'd be nice. Apple hasn't even got everyone as all their customers. So why are we trying to sell everyone? Right, right, right. Interesting, David. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, we have David Angel with us. Sales experience, sales knowledge. And I'm hoping you listening to the show, you'll be able to get some tips and ideas from David. And guess what? His surname is Angel, and he is an angel today. Going to give us some ideas of how you can break those barriers of becoming a successful salesman. So, David, um, I have to say, this is very interesting because it seems like people are still questioning about sales and being a salesman and questioning their ability and capability. And you mentioned it starts with you. Um, now, what I want to move on to is before yep. I move on to, I've got two more dying questions outside of me, is the mindset. Mm-hmm. How is it important for people to understand the mindset and why the mindset? It starts with everything. I actually have got an ebook which is free. I'll give you the details for later. Which right. is about mindset in sales because it's it's like anything. Anything you want to do, if you want to be a chef and you're going in and you've got the mindset of I'm terrible at this, I'm awful at cooking. Every time I pick up a knife, I cut my hand. Right? If you've got that mindset and you're a chef, it doesn't work. And we would say to that person, listen. You've got to change what you think or stop picking up knives because you're going to chop your hand off. Right? Imagine someone's a lumberjack and you're like, every time I pick up a chainsaw, someone dies. Like, you're not going to be effective. Now, we know that in other industries. Where there's a clear danger, we can see the danger. And because of the danger, we won't do it. Or we tell them to stop because like, you'll die. In our own lives, in a job, it's very easy to be like, yeah, I'm just having a bad day, or no one's going to die. But actually, what happens is, if you're in a career where you're going to spend 40 years doing something, and you're going to spend eight hours a day in something, and you don't believe in yourself, a lot of the time, belief isn't because of anything that's happened of your ability. It can be a combination of other things out there, from... It could be something someone said to you once. And for some reason, it's like it's been tattooed in your head and it's mm-hmm. hard to break. But if you are confident in your ability, if you're confident in your skill set, if you practice over and over again and you've got a good product, all of these things help. What happens a lot of the time in sales is they have a product which is good. Not amazing, but good. They know how to sell a little bit, but not a lot. They have personal life things which they're trying to juggle. And all of this combined creates this massive bubble of Mm self-doubt. Now, what we have to do is clear the deck and rebuild those foundations. So we start with understanding what the heck you're doing in a sale, how to do it. 
from the start to the finish. So when we're talking about that, this is it, sales is such a broad spectrum. So imagine you're in phone sales. So before you even pick up a phone, before you start calling it, you need to know: are you getting data which is reliable? Do you believe because if you don't believe in the data you're getting, you won't deliver on it. If you work for a company where they buy terrible data or you just don't believe in the data, you might as well change jobs because mm -hmm. straight away you're going to commit to this fully mm -hmm. and you need to commit to fully. So now you've got a job where you've got leads that are working or you are confident that you can source your own leads. Now you need to know how to approach those people. So now you need to know and you need to practice and you need to get repetitive about this to become an expert at building relationships. Mm -hmm. Because if you can build solid relationships, your confidence will go up and their guard will go down. And if your confidence is up and their guard is down, you're going to deliver such a better conversation with people. If you're sat intense, desperate, insecure, negative, that transcends to that person. Mm -hmm. And they're not going to want to be open. Because you know when you get that feeling sometimes that you can't trust someone? It's sometimes it's not the fact you can't trust them. They're just giving off a vibe because mm -hmm. they're insecure. Mm -hmm. And you're picking up that vibe as it's trust. Because you're right, there is something going on. But it's not about me, it's about them. They're feeling insecure. And I sense that, and it puts people off. We vibrate in a different way. And if you're sending off negative thoughts, if you're giving off um, a vibration to people that they can't relate to, it's hard for them to then take that step because they get that gut feeling. Mm -hmm. So we have to go through the processes. We've got to let yesterday be yesterday. We have to let last week be last week. We have to stop thinking about the small amount of bad that's happened in our world. Do you know, even if you've had a bad time, even if you've been in sales for five years and you are terrible, that doesn't need to carry on. Mm -hmm. This is the big problem a lot of time in sales. A lot of people are not getting the results that they want. But what they're also not doing is they're not doing new things to change that. Mm -hmm. The definition of madness is doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting to get different results. Right. If you're not getting the results you want, right, you're not prepared to take new actions, it's, you're on the wheel and it's just going to keep happening. So we've got to do the new things or find people that can give you mm -hmm. the right. tips, the tricks, the hacks that you need to, to become your potential and that's what we want right we want to become our potential right right i've got something when you're talking david something came to my mind and i i'm not here to put you on the spot but it because of your background the things you've mentioned it come to me let's say we have two pence one is a pound pen and the other one is fifty thousand pound pen and you say to the salesman right go out there and sell those pens is it likely right. that individual is able to sell based on the expensive pen of 50,000 pounds or the one pound pen? Or is it based on the fact right. he could sell both pens? Again, we're focused on the products. It's not about the products. If you, when we hear the whole, sell me this, sell me this pen, and everyone's like, buy this pen, it's the best pen in the world. Again, that is the old school, terrible car salesman right. person we're talking about, right. right? That's what we're used to. Buy this pen, it's the best pen. That's the same as, this is my car, buy this car. What you want to do is find out before you even do a thing, is this person remotely interested in pens? 
before you work out if it's expensive or the cheap one, we need to work out, do they even use pens? Would they ever need to buy a pen? If they were to buy a pen, what type of pen would they want? Because there's people out there, some people will buy a Mont Blanc pen and spend £500 on it because they know that that normally will go up to being £700 in five years, so it's a good investment. Mm-hmm. Other people will just think £500 on a pen is ludicrous. Mm-hmm. So if someone thinks that £500 on a pen is ludicrous, then you have a choice to find out if the cheaper pen would be good for them or is it just because they haven't got a good idea on the Mont Blanc pen why it's a good asset. So it's about the questions we ask. So to answer the question, it's about the prospecting you do. Imagine if you turn up to Wall Street and you're talking to people that are earning million pound bonuses. There'll be a guy in there, just can you make some million pound bonus, doesn't want to buy a 500 pound pen or a 50,000 pound pen, right? Mm-hmm. But if you go to an art gallery and you speak to someone who understands mm-hmm. why all amount of these 50,000 pens are out there, why the collectability is there, because they're used to buying art, and actually they're in the market, or they know some that would be, then yes, the 50,000 pound pen could actually be an easier sell, mm-hmm. because you're selling on the rewards that the pen's got. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter it's a pen. It could be a one pound paper clip or a solid gold one designed by Banksy for 50,000. Mm-hmm. We all saw that art thing last year about the banana with the masking tape that sold for whatever, 20,000. Mm-hmm. It's nuts what will happen. My perspective of it's nuts. Right. But the person that Adam ever brought it, they were sold on its value. And with mm-hmm. the pen analogy, mm-hmm. it's about finding the right people that are open to the product, what type of product they would want, and then finding the product that fits their gap. We're not trying to sell nails here. We're selling solutions that nails bring. No one goes out to buy a nail because they want a nail. They go out because they want to hang a picture. Mm-hmm. And it depends on the picture you're going to hang. Mm-hmm. If you're going to hang a Van Gogh on your wall, I imagine you'd spend a little bit more on, uh, on the hook than just hammering a tack in the wall. If you're right. just putting up uh, a picture in your carriage, then in that hammering, see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's about establishing what you want from it to start with. What does the person need? What do they want? What's their pain point? What's the solution? Do you even have the solution? And if you do, explaining the options that are available and taking them through a journey so that they get what they want from you, not you get what you want from them. Right. Well, David, this is surely taking it on another level. Um, And the reason why I played that (laughs) is because I want the listeners to understand what you just highlighted, how sales actually works. As you said, it's not the product. So ladies and gentlemen, I'm sure that scenario gave you something to think about and digest. Uh, so right, David, wow, sales. Um, let's move on to more on your service and what you do. Now, go into a little bit more details about your program, your, uh, what you do and who the type of people you help in uh, being a coach. So I am I help a really wide range. I've got people now that are part-time with a side hustle that they're trying to improve. I help online marketers, I help entrepreneurs, I help business owners. So if you're in any type of business and you have a product or a service you try to sell, imagine if you could become more effective in what you do or your team could be more effective. That's where I come in. 
when we were talking earlier about it's not the product that makes a difference, it's what the results are. So if you are at the stage where you think, I sell 10x or 10 things at the moment, but now I know I could sell 30, I need the skills that are going to get me to that section. So some people I'll talk to about, they've got enough skills, but they don't have the belief. Other people have got the belief, but don't have the skills. What I did, and the reason the platform come around, was imagine if I'm coaching you right now, and it, I'm coaching you from 10 till 12, but someone else in London wants me from 11 to 1. Unless I clone myself, I couldn't do it. So what happened was I put all the knowledge from nearly 20 years in sales onto an online platform. Now there's nearly 400 videos there from two minutes to 15 minutes long. So this teaches it. So then with the joys of technology, you don't even need to be on the phone to me. You don't need to meet me because you can access 24 seven, 365, everything you need. And then if you want extra coaching, I also do that as well. So for a lot of people, they'll have the platform which they use every day, sort of 15 minutes a day. Um, and when we talk about the amount of content that's out there, just on the platform right now, if you do 15 minutes a day, it will take five months just to do one lap. So imagine having that much content going in your brain. Um, and then I help people with the coaching as well. So especially now with COVID um, and lockdown and all this going on, a lot of people are quite in the land of the unknown about what to do. But one thing we do know is having an improvement on skills is only going to benefit us. No one turns around and says, God, I, you know, I knew far too much here. I wish I didn't have enough skills. I wish I, I knew less. Like No one says that. Mm -hmm. So what we need to do <laughs> is take the action to do it. Um, and that's literally what I'm doing now. So at the moment, as I was saying beforehand, um, a little plug is that I'm actually going to be offering out free access to a small part of the platform plus a couple of the ebooks um, okay. for people to be able to get some free help um, because part and parcel of knowing what you want is knowing what the options are. So if someone wants to get some help without having to spend money on getting access, they can literally go onto the salesangel.com or go onto at the sales angel, click on the link and get access on the platform and get a bit of help get a bit of a boost up, read some of the books without handing over money, and, and it just helps get people moving forward. Right. And I understand, David, you're very, very passionate about what you do, uh, based on what you're sharing. You love it so much, and I can see where your motivation comes from. And also, Thank the you. people who come to you, it's all about results. And obviously, your program is set up to get people results. And obviously, the lockdown... People are going to have to sell online now. Uh, can't come face to face in different industries. Um, so yep. take us through the actual process of, is it a consultation? Um, and then from a consultation, how long is your program? The program itself, so we've got people get a year's access. Um, and with the access that they get, they have it from their phone, their desktop, their tablet, um, and you have access to over 24 hours worth of videos that are interactive. Uh, it's about just under 400 videos. Um, and that's just on the platform. So that's at the base level. People have all that. And this covers 21 different areas of sales mm -hmm. from prospecting, objections, follow-up, 
closing up the whole lot. Um, so whether you're selling through the DMs on social media, whether you're on the phones, whether you're still managing to do face to face because you're somewhere in the world uh, where you can do that. This will give people the tools they need to become better. So, I mean, I've got a guy at the moment who is already doing really well, but it's about the next level. Because mm -hmm. we've all got little areas. Even if you're, I mean, this isn't necessarily just, if you're new to sales or you're not doing very well, yeah, it's great. But it's not just for those people. I help clients now where their teams are already doing well, but it's to get to the next level. Think mm -hmm. about Mike Tyson. Think about any big boxer. You've never seen them ever walk in and they get in the ring on their own. They've always got a corner man. They've got a coach. Now, they're the best boxer, right? There's people out there that are probably better salespeople than me. Mm -hmm. But what I do is I help bring out their potential mm -hmm. and make them spark a bit brighter. I give them the tips and the tricks they haven't thought about. And I come in with fresh eyes in the business and go, okay, have you done this? No. Well, let's do this and let's try that. And it enables them to just blossom into being even better at what they do. So yeah, it's amazing. Right, right. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, you heard David speak. He's giving you actually the coaching session on this uh, call. Uh, and I'm hoping you took your notes <laughs> and pad and took some details down because they are key information. I always say, David speaking, walk the talk experience. So it's real. And so therefore, David, what can I say? I mean, there's one burning question that I want to ask, actually the two, and I, I'm so excited of hearing what you're saying because we need this kind of information to change the way we think, how we operate and how we do business. But I've traveled the world a lot, David, um, before I asked you to give your website in details. And I found sales skills in different countries are very different. People can sell yam or sweet potatoes in certain countries and they're a millionaire within 12 to six months. And I look at that and I think, wow, what's going wrong? What, what's happening here? And as you travel, you see different skills and sales skills. Young people yeah. who are just selling things on the market. Oh my goodness. And within five to six months, they've turned their money around just by one selling food or whatever it may be. My question yeah. to you, David, because I've traveled from your experience, is sales in UK still behind? compared to other parts of the world are we still behind or are we, um, are we with everybody no, else no i don't think i i think we're probably ahead of the curve in a lot of areas i think with, with the diverse population that we have i think it brings a lot of ingredients into it which people have from i work people from france for example and spain and people have different things which you can pick up as a skill set. I think we have a high standard in the UK. Um, I think if you go to some other countries out there, the standards are not necessarily as high. But I will also say that every person I've ever worked with is never really country that makes a difference on whether they're any good or not. It's about their internal way, their character, their drive, their determination. And that's not country distinctive. A money-hungry, driven, successful person in Uganda and the UK can be as hungry. The difference being, in the UK, typically, we have a lot stronger opportunities. And I think a lot of people are so used to having such a wide range of opportunities in front of them now 
but they don't action on executing it. But if you take someone from a country where they haven't had as many opportunities and you give them one chance, they grab onto that, they hold onto it, they squeeze all of the juice they can mm -hmm. out of that opportunity. Where a lot of other people, they jump into an opportunity, it gets a bit hard, the grass is greener elsewhere, so they jump chip. Where a lot of the time, but you get people, I've worked with people before, they've jumped chip for 10 years, different by one here, different job here. And it's always the same problem. And at no point have they looking at themselves and going, listen, this might be me. Mm -hmm. If you're in a job now where someone else is making, if you've got in a job where someone's making 250,000 and you're making 50,000, Unless there's a reason, but they've got a million people on social media, so they sell through that. So that exposure can be different. But that means someone else is already doing what you want to do. So you just need to see what they're doing and replicate it. In sales, you don't need to be a creator. You need to be a replicator. You need to do perfect copies of what other people have done. Success leaves clues. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the thing. And this is why when you say about traveling the world, you'll get some people out there on a market store that will deliver. And you think, wow, if you put that person in X company, they become a billionaire in a year, mm -hmm. right? Because they would grab the opportunity. They've got more talent. They've got execution. They've got delivery. They just need the opportunity. Mm -hmm. Other people out there have got the opportunity. They've got the ability, but they don't drive and squeeze everything out of it. They mm -hmm. just scrape the surface just to get by. And that's, that's a shame, unfortunately. All right, okay. So we are seeing things catching up. We're seeing things lining up. We're seeing things getting ahead and something behind. But that life, that experience as a salesman. David, what can I say? Um, it's been truly to have you on our show. And uh, there's so much information me. you've given out there. And I'm sure our listeners were able to appreciate what you've delivered. So before we end, do you have a website and the contact details that you could give? Sure. Uh, the best thing to do is go to the salesangel.com. So verse sales with an S, uh, angel, A-N-G-E-L.com. Or hit me up on Instagram or Facebook, Instagram at the sales angel. So either of those, there's a huge amount of content on my Instagram. I post on there daily. Um, there's a lot of testimonials on there that gives you access. There's about 15 other podcasts that I've been on. We'll have this link on there as well. There's ebooks, there's access to the platform. If you are at the stage now and you're thinking, I want to do something, but I don't know what, this is the place where you can go, test it out, try it, taste it, and if you like it, you stay. If not, you can tick it off the list, but most do, most do. Okay, thank you very much, Lynn David. Well, thank you and uh, for your insight. Thank you for your information. Ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. David Angel giving us some idea of how to be a successful salesman. So, right, thank you very much, David. And uh, we wish you all the best with what you are doing. And please do get in touch with David. You never know. It may help you to become the better salesman. Thank you for listening and catch you next time. And yes, you can. Thank you.